SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. It's five minutes after six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this evening. Keep those SMSs coming in 34701 with the keyword market. 34701 with the keyword market. Uh, questions, comments around uh, the Finance Minister's National Budget Speech. Uh, we will take those and uh, get the insights and answers from our guests between now and 6.30. Right now, though, it's uh, Google Tum Fupi who has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Well, we start off with Imperial Holdings, which is the owner of South Africa's largest car dealer network. It says it's planning as much as 4 billion rand in acquisitions to add to its logistics division. Imperial is looking for acquisitions in consumer goods and pharmaceuticals distribution in both Africa and Europe to boost its logistics network. Britain's economy contracted by a third of 1% in the final quarter of 2012, as originally estimated, but yearly growth was revised up. Last week, rating agency Moody's downgraded Britain's AAA credit rating, citing weak growth, which was pushing further back the government's fiscal targets. And JP Morgan is set to trim about 4,000 jobs, becoming the latest big bank to shrink its workforce. The firm says the cuts will be focused in consumer banking and mortgages. The cuts, which amount to about 1.5% of JP Morgan's workforce, are part of the bank's bigger cost-cutting campaigns. Turning to the markets now, the JC All Share Index is closed in negative territory, down by about three quarters of a percent at uh, 39,297 points. Looking at the rand, it's at 886 to the US dollar, 1341 to the pound, and 1162 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,604 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $113, and the platinum price at $1,607 an ounce. Well, we saw tax relief announced by the finance minister, 7 billion rand uh, for individuals. Uh, that's lower than the 9.5 billion that we saw in last year's budget. We'll talk markets and the budget with Maine McCurry next. Coverage of the 2013 budget speech is brought to you by the Chartered Accountants of South Africa in the interest of providing professional tax solutions to minimize business tax risk. To identify a CASA tax advisor, visit www.findacasa.co.za. Wayne McCurry of Momentum Investments uh, joins us now. Wayne, the market down by three quarters of 1%, 39,275 points. We were a lot weaker, though, earlier on today. Yeah, but look, I must say, Hilton, I didn't quite understand the weakness simply because we had reasonably good markets overnight, and then, and yeah, all of a sudden our markets weakened. It certainly wasn't the budget that did it. I mean, we were down almost one percent earlier on, so it did get a little bit better towards the end. I mean, overseas markets, the the Dow, the S and P, are up a little bit as 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 we stand now. So I don't quite get the weakness. All that I can think of is that. We've had an incredible market for three or four months with no pullback whatsoever, and now it just happens to be the time for a bit of a pullback. So it's not unusual. Um, market shouldn't probably go back much more than another 2 or 3%, but there was no particular reason as to why the market fell today. When you mentioned the budget there, I spoke to someone this afternoon, and they suggested to me privately that the budget was boring and rational. Is that a fair assumption? Well, that's exactly what you want. Mm. That is the, that, that's the epitome of what a budget should be. It should, you should be falling asleep by the end of the budget and it should just be very rational and boring. So in that respect, the minister delivered exactly what you should anticipate from the budget. But I mean, understand a couple of things. There's a, there's a, there are quite clear indications that we've got this tax review coming up. Now that's both good and bad news. The bad news, it creates uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. But the is, that we didn't get a tax increase this year. But tax increases are coming. I mean, there's a, there's a few little 
stealth increases there, as you correctly mentioned, the, the, the relief given to individuals was much lower than what it was last year. And, you know, you got the fuel levy and you got the sin taxes and all of those things. But the government's in a very, very difficult position. However, it's not actually the budget that's important. What's important is that we are running what's called a twin deficit. We're running a current account deficit of, call it, 5%, and we're now running a budget deficit of, call it, 5%. I mean, this is not good news structurally for the economy, and especially the current account deficit. What gives there has got to be the RAND at some stage. Well, on the markets, we saw 52-week highs for Discovery, AECI, mm. Supergroup, EOH, Group 5, uh, all the usual suspects. We've been talking about this group of stocks for, for a number of weeks now. Yes, it certainly has been the case. I mean, AECI's results yesterday were actually were actually good. They're making big progress in the chemical side. They seem to have contained the effect of all the mining disruptions on the explosive side. They're pushing out, you know, outside of the border. So that was certainly a good result. Discovery, we also know, um, was a was a good result. They've been consistently delivering uh, a good results. I still think Discovery should start paying more dividends, and that's why little bit cautious. There doesn't seem to be enough cash flow to actually pay the dividends, but maybe that's symptomatic of their, of their growth phase. And the EOH and the Pinnacles are just fantastic companies that continue to do well. Wayne Pan-African Resources, one of the smaller gold miners, Jan Nelson, stepping down as Chief Executive Officer with immediate effect or, or with effect from the 1st of March, which is effectively uh, only a day away. This kind of announcement, not good? Never good for the market. market does not like this. At all, maybe chief executives are going to leave or do whatever you like a good six months' notice. Now, it may all be innocent, but the market does not like it at all. In fact, Pan-African, call it, call it three years ago, two years ago, was actually quite an interesting little share. They, they seem to have, you know, quite a bright future ahead of them, but, man, it doesn't look good now. Our thanks to Wayne McCurry of Momentum Investments. It's bringing Azar Jamina as Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics. Azar, your big takeaway from budget today? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Your big takeaway from budget today? My big takeaway was that uh, the Minister didn't really have all that much room to manoeuvre and played around with the numbers in such a way that he could actually come out with a budget deficit that didn't uh, increase uh, by still more, despite the fact that the economic growth projections were revised downwards. Um, they were, uh, and what I'm specifically alluding to is the fact that he seems to have uh, basically reduced the contingency reserve set aside on the expenditure front, and this has helped him to limit the growth in expenditure. But I am a little concerned when I look at the uh, declines in a whole lot of indicators uh, reflective of infrastructural investment spending. Firstly, the three-year investment program has now been downscaled to 827 billion rand from 845 billion previously. Secondly, we see that the real the growth in real capital expenditure is forecast to decline. Uh, to 3.4% per year from 4.3% per year previously. And thirdly, we see a fairly dramatic reduction in the public sector borrowing requirement for parastatal organizations, suggesting that, uh, you know, they're just not managing to spend the money uh, that 
has had been set aside for them to spend on infrastructure. Look, that may be uh, an acceptance of reality that has been absent until recently, but uh, but it is a little worrisome when people say, you know, we need to jack up our infrastructural investment spending. As well, looking at uh, reality, the public sector wage bill, uh, relatively silent on, on that increasing. What did you make of that? Well, uh, the only clue I had on that front, and funny enough, they changed the tables around from one budget to the next, which makes it quite difficult to try and uh, do comparisons all this time. But uh, for what it is worth, in the medium-term budget policy statement, there was a graph that projected that the growth in the public sector wage bill would decline from 8.3% in real terms in the preceding three years to just 1.3% per annum over the next three years. And that projection has been left unchanged in, uh, based on a similar graph included in today's budget. So they are still sticking to the view that the three-year public sector wage agreement is going to remain in place and protect them from an exorbitant increase in the public sector wage bill. As I'll stay with us, let's bring in Lungisa Fazile, Director General at National Treasury. Now, Lungisa, this public sector wage bill, we spoke in October about the fact that there was a three-year agreement in place that obviously covers this current year as well as next year at an increase of CPI plus 1%. You're sticking with that forecast going forward? Yeah, it's not a. I mean, it's a forecast in a sense because it's uh, looking forward. But um, the the wage agreement is an agreement. It's signed. Mm-hmm. The only factor that changes, that unpredictable. If you wish, you could say it's unpredictable. Are the numbers, and and government has taken a view that there would be a fairly moderate uh, increase in numbers, only to cover you know areas of critical skills. Uh, you know, specialists uh, in health, uh, engineering, project management. Um, only those areas will have increases in numbers. So the the impact of the numbers, too, will be very small over the next uh, two to three years. Okay, so the, the growth forecasts for South Africa revised lower over the, the coming three years. Uh, what started off as a, as a forecast of 3.6% GDP growth in 2013 has been revised down in October and again uh, today by, by Minister Gordon to 2.7%. And we've seen similar uh, quantums of, of downward revisions uh, for 2014 and 2015. Why? It's it's happened here, it's happened elsewhere. In fact, uh, I mean, some countries have had to downgrade forecasts uh, and and sort of uh, have negative growth for two consecutive years. Mm. Take uh, several countries in Europe or Europe as a a block of of countries. Uh, And of course, it's it's the uh, kind of impact that derives from our interconnections to trade, uh, especially with those parts of the world. A bit of slowing down uh, in in East Asia, too. Some of the economies, they're losing steam. But also a a host of domestic factors, uh, you know, supply-side shocks or disruptions uh, in mining. One of the things that we had underestimated, Hilton, was um, the, the fact that the recovery 
in mining especially sort of coming out of the the, the strikes mm. we had thought that it, it you know mining was output uh, was was going to bounce back quite strongly or a little bit stronger than um, it, it, it has actually done uh, both for last year and now uh, but i mean going forward we do anticipate that with the whole range of of development investment in critical infrastructure that begins to unlock the potential of the economy uh, to grow faster, you know, in areas that have had serious binding constraints such as energy, transport, logistics, uh, infrastructure. As those things really gain traction, then growth will begin to accelerate. And, of course, we, we may also be helped by exports uh, because globally, uh, you know, in certain parts, things uh, are starting to look better than, than uh, you know, a year or two ago. Okay, so there is pressure on government to, to increase its, its tax base, its, its revenue base, and get that aligned. We, we heard that from the President in his State of the Nation address, and, and today the announcement uh, that Dennis Davis, uh, Judge Dennis Davis, will lead that tax review, and, and that the, the terms of reference of that review will be, will be published very shortly. How long are you expecting this kind of process to take? Look, it, 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 it's not going to be a very long process, I, I think, uh, Hilton. Um, but I don't want to preempt it. I mean, it's a, it's a policy process, uh, decidedly uh, kind of and naturally run by by the minister. But what I what I would want to register is that the the review uh, cannot be labelled a review that will lead to tax increases across the board. I mean, I've, I've heard uh, commentators almost painting it in that picture. Mm. The review is going to be aimed at evaluating, uh, if you will, the, the current tax system, uh, its structure, uh, the range of rates, um, uh, the, the efficacy of the tax system insofar as uh, you know, horizontal, vertical equity, um, but also then looking at the tax system relative to the stage of development where our country is, the role that uh, the tax system plays in so far as uh, redistribution is concerned, uh, financing a range of developmental uh, imperatives, uh, including social programs. So it's, it's about looking at these things. That, so there's no predetermined goal uh, to raise all taxes, mm. but look for justification using this review. That's not quite the way uh, I, would, I would characterize it. It's, it's a very elegant way of saying, um, does our tax system exhibit all the good characteristics uh, that a good tax system is supposed to uh, reflect? Lungisa Fuzila is Director General at National Treasury. Uh, let's bring Dr. Azar Jamin back in here. Azar, a lot made of uh, government's infrastructure program. Uh, the minister today telling us that funding remains in place for that program. You, you sketched a little earlier that uh, the planned funding for this has, has decreased slightly, yet still very little detail in today's budget on, on how, where, what, when. Uh, that that is correct, uh, and that's actually what bothers me a little. It's it was it's all very fuzzy, and one can't 
I have struggled to actually get to grips with this budget in the way that I have in previous years because uh, I can't be critical because there's uh, something that he said about every aspect, but at the same time I can't actually get to grips with it to, to say that there's definitely going to be progress here and there. In many respects, in, on a number of issues, such as the NHI, uh, such as the youth wage subsidy, one, one keeps getting the feeling that the can is just being kicked down the road uh, and uh, to a future date, such as tax increases for that matter as well. Uh, as a, what's missing? What's the, what's the one thing that's missing from this budget? For me, the one thing that was missing was inspiration. And it's the same thing that I felt after the State of the Nation address. Something that will just kind of spark a little bit of confidence. We derived such a positive vibe in the country after the Mangaung ANC elective conference because we thought, hell, here we've got this NDP, we're going to start making progress on it, etc. And uh, one thing and another, we had uh, agricultural strikes, we had a ratings downgrade, we had uh, ministers saying things that were not uh, well received. Mm. And, the next, and we've lost a lot of that positive momentum. And I was hoping with the State of the Nation address and with the budget that we might somehow resurrect a little bit of excitement that might induce businessmen to want to commit their funds to investment. And I... I didn't really get that today again. Azar Jameen is a, di- a director and chief economist at Econometrics. Let's bring in Pitt Null now, project director for tax at Psycho. Pitt, I-, I guess the good news is that there were no real surprises on the tax front. Yes, I agree with you. I, I did find that there was one comment that was hidden away there in, in Chapter 4 that dealt with the way they will um, change the working trust are being taxed in future, and that's quite significant amendments that they proposed there. But for the rest, you're absolutely right. There were no real surprises, nothing there really in that. You mentioned the change in, in how trusts uh, will be looked at and taxed in future. Also, I, I noticed hidden away in Annex C, uh, the fact that the gambling tax, which was supposed to kick in on the 1st of April this year, uh, no details, no real details on that uh, throughout the, the budget speech or in, in most of the budget review. Uh, yet in Annex C, you find a note that says that this will uh, be implemented in 2013. Yes, yes, I think that is a valid comment with, with, with many of the other Remarks. It's very, very, you know, weak on on information on that. With the trust, at least there is a bit more information. But I absolutely agree with you. I mean, we've been waiting for the gambling tax, and there were different proposals over the last three years. Um, in in the budget speeches, mention of this at the new tax, and there were no proposals, no documents to to actually look at. So yeah, absolutely right. There's very little information that one can deal with, and 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 that, as you're right, it is hidden away there in in Nexus stuff. Yeah. Pitt, in terms of, of what the minister said around retirement reform, what's your feeling there? Um, look, the proposals and, and, and what I noticed is that, that some of it is actually, they say, will only kick in in the 2015-16 years. So none of that is, is really immediate. Um, the one feeling we've been hearing that they will want to, to tax the employer contribution, you know, currently mm. if your employer contributes, I mean, that is in fact a tax-free benefit. This, this is now on the cause that will, that will be taxed. Certainly, I like the, and most of us has commented on the, the, the caps that they had placed on the deductions. 
there, they increased that to 350,000 rand. So certainly that is, um, that is a, uh, you know, a relief that they're actually looking and listening to that. And for older people, you know, allowing you to put more money into retirement funds in there. Yeah, there's a lot of details still missing. I mean, the proposals that came out last year that was open for comment, a lot of people commented on it, and we had no feedback on what, what they were doing with those comments. So one, one needs the legislation, and certainly because it's not imminent that it will not be applying from, from winds from, from Prada onwards, it's, it's a relief that we will have time to then comment on that. Pit Mel is Project Director for Tax at SICA. Well, Logistics Group Imperial results for the six months to December are today. Revenue up 18% at 45.3 billion rand. Headline earnings per share up 14%. Its dividend up 27% at the half-year stage to 3 rand 80. Hubert Brody is Chief Executive of Imperial. Hubert, uh, trading in South Africa and trading in Europe, conditions tough out there? Yes, Hilton, hi. Yes, on the, on the industrial side of the business, which is mostly refers to, to the logistics businesses in, um, in South, South Africa and in Europe, things were quite difficult and we were affected by the uh, industrial action in South Africa in the, in the transport industry in, uh, in September and October of, of last year. So that was quite difficult and particularly our clients that are involved in, in manufacturing were quite uh, under, under some pressure. But on the other hand, in the more consumer-facing businesses that we have, the businesses which import and distribute vehicles, the retails vehicles in the local market, and also the financial services that go with that, that market uh, on the consumer-facing side, actually, we performed quite well, and we were quite, um, quite well up in, in that cluster of business. That whole group of businesses was on the operating profit line, 19% up, and um, that's approximately two-thirds of our operating profit in that business. So that had a big impact and a, a good, uh, one of the main drivers why our, our core earnings in a tough year was, uh, was 15% up. Hubert, on the distributor side uh, of things, uh, you are the biggest group as far as those distributorships are concerned. South Africans down trading. Are, are, are South Africans looking for more affordable vehicles? There's no doubt about that, uh, uh, Hilton. Um, the, the demand that we have been seeing have been... Um, 